This is Annie Grace, and you're listening to this Naked Mind podcast, where without judgment, pain, or rules, we explore the role of alcohol in our lives and culture. This episode is sponsored by The Alcohol Experiment, a free 30-day challenge designed to interrupt your patterns, give you control, restore your health, and put you back in touch with the version of you who doesn't need alcohol to cope, relax, or enjoy life. More than 220,000 people have already tried The Alcohol Experiment for themselves and have seen improved sleep, increased happiness, reduced anxiety, and so much more. Join thousands in this inspiring, hopeful, and exciting program where you examine your beliefs and reconnect with the best version of you without ever feeling like you're missing out. Start today for free at alcoholexperiment.com. Is it possibly to be comfortable with your own mind through therapy or meditation? That's my problem. I hate my mind. Oh, um, I have not done therapy myself. I know that might be hard to believe. I did some counseling when I was in my late teens and it was literally two sessions before the counselor basically said, you're kind of beyond what I can help you with and sent me to a psychologist who prescribed me medicine. And then I was on four different antidepressants for the next 20 years. Um, And there's nothing wrong with antidepressants. Uh, I think that they can be such a wonderful tool. I just, in my situation, there are so many thinking tools that I could have used as at least to augment them or help them that I wasn't even aware of. Uh, So I have not done traditional therapy. Now I've done a lot of coaching and coaching is um, finding somebody who has what I want. So a model, they're living the life I want in therapy. I have no idea what that person's life is like. Right. And that's for a reason. That's how therapy works. You know, you want to have a clean slate. You don't want to know what the person's life is like, but I want to learn from people who I look at their lives and like, I guess the fruit, if you will, or the, what is happening to and for them and be like, yes, I want to be like you. I want to experience that joy or that presence or that peace of mind. And then tell me how you did it. And so it's so much less formal. Uh, This Naked Mind Coaching is very specific to the thought frameworks that I've developed and created. And then the certified coaches take you through those um, in a really great way. But it's all about reflecting back to you. Where are the places in your mind that are causing you pain? And in so much of our work in this day and age, we're just told over and over and over that we should be happy all the time. We've been fed this lie that we should be happy all the time, that we should always feel good. And we don't even allow ourselves to have emotions because we either self-medicate them or we run away from them. And the truth is, is those emotions, that discomfort, uh, that racing of the mind is actually the clues to the beliefs that you have that are keeping you upset. And so if you don't look at it that way um, and, and start to celebrate and embrace those things, and it's hard to do for sure. It's super hard to do, I think, without a third party because it's really hard to untangle what's happening here. And, and someone who has the right tools can just like mirror, be a mirror and help you see things just slightly different than what you're seeing and help you get out of that racing. And so that's why I believe in coaching so much. And I, I have all sorts of different coaches. I have a relationship coach. I have like a spiritual coach. I have a business coach. I have a mindset coach. I have an energy coach. Like no joke, you guys, this is literally my life, how I handle this. And that's because I'm trying to do a lot. I'm trying to do a lot. So I need it. And at different times, I'll talk to different, I have them all, um, I guess, on retainer, if you will. But 
I talk to different ones of them at different points in times, more or less. That's how it works for me. But I think I have, I do not have enough experience with therapy to tell you if that will or will not solve it for you. I can tell you that for me, I wanted to choose coaches based on what their lives looked like, and that's never available to you in, in therapy. Um, I do love meditation, but meditation is very passive. It's not tactical. So meditation is watching all these thoughts, you know, and letting them float by and not getting attached to them. But the act technique that we coach through and the coaching is actually taking those thoughts, pinpointing the ones that cause the most pain, and then unwinding and unraveling them and coming up with new thoughts that we can actually believe because one of the biggest mistakes that we make in trying to change our thinking is jumping to a thought that's not believable to us. And when we do that, it creates cognitive dissonance. It just awakens all of this more fighting inside the mind, which is what we're trying to escape from. We have all this more cognitive dissonance and then we're in this place where it didn't really help. And the trick is, is we need a thought that is just what I call, we, we teach ladder thinking, and it's one rung higher on the ladder, just one little rung higher on the ladder, right? So if I'm thinking like, um, you know, uh, I never get enough quality time with my kids, pretend that's a thought. And first of all, I have to see that that's a thought. It's not reality. I believe it's reality because I'm just swimming in my own soup, right? So I believe it's reality. But then I see it's a thought. I never get enough quality time with my kids. And then I look around my life and it's very important then, this is the act technique. How does that thought feel? How does it make me feel? How does it make me behave? If I, if I journal through those two things, how does it make me feel and how does it make me behave? I've awakened my mind to the pain of that thought. When the mind sees the pain in something, it very naturally wants to let it go, right? And so that's such an important step. Now that step is by definition uncomfortable. So that step is by definition going against the whole societal norm that we should never feel uncomfortable. <laughs> and so we have to go into the thought that's causing us pain instead of running away from it or self-medicating it, right? Which is what we're trying to do with most of our lives. And so we go into it and say, really allow, how does that thought, I never get enough quality time with my kids or I don't spend enough quality time with my kids make me feel gosh, well, that makes me feel like a terrible mom. It makes me feel like I'm letting my whole life waste by it. It makes me feel like, why did I even, you know, like, what is the point if I'm going to be, just be doing everything besides the thing that I'm saying is most important to me? And by the way, when I am spending quality time with my kids, my mind is on work or on something else. So then I feel like I'm not present there either. So like all of these feelings, right? And then how does it make me behave? Well, I actually avoid my kids even more because I feel guilty <laughs> when I am spending quality time with them about all the quality time that I should be spending with them that I'm not. And we get all that pain out. Then the brain says, Oh, actually, I don't know. Like I don't, I very naturally, um, distances itself from that thought because it sees the pain, right? Just like touching a candle flame. You don't have to think about not touching a candle flame again, because that was painful. But then the trick is what people then try to do. Well, first of all, they miss that whole step. They just have a thought and they try to replace it. They miss the whole step of showing themselves that that thought was painful in the first place, which is a very important step. Then what people try to do is they try to jump to a thought that they want to have or they think they should have. Like, I do spend enough quality time with my kids. And it's just not believable. Your, your brain calls BS. It's like, no, that's not true. <laughs> And so when it believes that it's not true, it just creates, again, more cognitive dissonance, more neural distress, right? More neural toxicity, as Dr. Caroline Leaf puts it. So what you want to do is you want a thought that is at the very bottom baby rung of that ladder and says, you know what? I might not be spending enough quality time with my kids yet, 
but I'm going to make it a focus for the next 90 days to see where I can just add two or three minutes a day, or I might not be doing it yet, but I've, I learned things. I can learn how to do this too, or, you know, something that just makes you feel slightly better and makes you act or behave slightly better to get you closer to where you want to be. This is baby steps. This is micro commitments. And we try, try to jump from one really negative thing to one really positive thing. That's where you get the word toxic positivity because it literally is toxic to your brain, right? Have you tried the alcohol experiment? Okay, if not, drop everything and go to alcoholexperiment.com. This is a free 30-day challenge and it's designed to interrupt your patterns and put you back in touch with that best version of you. You remember, it was that version of you that's living your most joyful life, that version that didn't need alcohol to relax or have a good time, the one that's able to have more fun than ever. Again, this is a totally free challenge and it can change everything for you. So learn more and join me for a 100% free challenge at alcohol alcoholexperiment.com. And as always, rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast as it truly helps me reach somebody who might need to hear this message today.